SAF podcast brings to you the coherent, cohesive, logical, and relevant defense of the Christian worldview. From laymen to experts in the field, everyone can tune in and be equipped. We also aim to introduce to the audience the plethora of work and research done in the field of Christian apologetics in defending the faith and the individuals who further the intellectual cause of Christianity by featuring the greatest minds of the Christian apologetics arena. Why does God allow evil? Well, we have discussed about this in our podcast and we hosted Dr. Clay Jones on SAF podcast and our regular listeners must have heard this podcast and uh, we'll be posting the link in the description so you can check that out as well. And today we'll be talking on another question and I'm sure that this question must have crossed our minds sometime or the other. So today's question is, can God stop evil? Hello listeners, welcome back to our channel and today you have Jacob and myself, your co- your hosts for SAF podcast and we will be talking on this topic and Jacob will help us to understand more and give us an answer on this question of can God stop evil? Well, uh, it's good to be with you uh, Piyush. In the, in the last podcast we had Chris of 1C15 uk or Christian Apologetics Library on Instagram. Um, it was it was a very good interaction with Chris and also we had a very good response um, for the videos that we posted and the highlight clips. So we hope that uh, that this podcast to this episode too would equip and enlighten our listeners. Yep, true. So without any further delay, let's straight away dive into the topic. And uh, let me repeat once again and ask you this question that uh, can God stop evil? Right. So uh, the interesting point with this question is that um, uh, like with the other, with the podcast that we talked about God and COVID, uh, should we blame God for COVID-19? I stumbled upon this question and wrote about it in an article for a church in the guest art. And as it turns out, it's when you write article for a magazine, you have to be very contemporary. Like, unlike a podcast, people are not going to come back to the podcast, stumble across the article that frequently or stumble across a video like, like that happens on YouTube uh, as they would stumble up, uh, across an article you write for a church magazine. So I was looking at it and that sort of helped me see something that we can pick up for the podcast. So if you've read the article, hats off. And if you're listening to the podcast also, hats off again. So... Uh, this in this question and i see the relevance of this question is because we ask why does god allow evil and that is the the most profound question that we often ask when it comes to the question of evil and uh, a very relevant and prominent christian response is that and i find it very rational as well it is that just because we don't know what God intends to do with it or in other words just because we don't know the purpose of God it doesn't mean that there is no purpose and it's sort of similar to uh, what archaeologists say that the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence sort Mm. of it sort of connects in that way Um, so it's it's hard for us to try and capture what God is trying to bring about in the evil because we look at scripture we look at what God has revealed to us specifically through scripture and we see how God is trying to 
connect the dots or as revisers the late revisers would put it weave it all together as the grand weaver and bring out a, a final product or final event that that comes about so it's hard for us to look at and ask why and the purpose of that but i felt uh, in my in my recent musings uh, of this question that maybe the most pertinent question when it comes to evil would be uh, concerning can god stop evil and here's why why i think that in the christian world view speak about god and this gets a bit philosophical but i'll stay on the outskirts won't go into it much we talk about god as a, a maximally great being like a being that is great on all accounts so that being yeah. that which is maximally great so it's more than infinite yes infinite would become a mathematical term in that sense now we're not talking about mathematics but as in uh, something that is you know beyond description or sort of uh, in, in that sense you no know, you get it when we say uh, mm-hmm. i don't want like i said i don't want to go technical into it because uh, when you read about these stuff in philosophy when someone says the word infinity there's a lot of concepts running around in my head and if i start yeah, explaining true. in it i'll have to go into and we'll digress of it uh, so we're not talking about mathematical infinity of of that sense uh, but explaining about the un- unsurmountable size or the unsurmountable extent of it so then what we mean is that god is great on every extent or every attribute of his we speak about power when we speak about knowledge when we speak about goodness so you see where i'm going with it we're saying all powerful all knowing all good so we yes. speak about in the christian world we speak about god as a maximally great being so if that is the case then only then would such a being be worthy of worship um because then we're talking about a being that that cannot be uh, overthrown or a sort of being that cannot be overcome an unsurmountable unassailable being so then it's essential for that being to have uh, omnipotence unsurmountable power to put in simple terms so then it sort of makes very much sense that this god that we worship should have such sort of extent power and then it sort of answers itself whether this god can stop evil because if god cannot stop evil and i'm not talking about the purpose and therefore god chooses not to stop evil now i'm talking about can he does he have the ability to step in and stop evil from happening can he do away with evil once and for all at any point prior to creation post creation at any point does it even come across his capabilities if that does not happen then we are looking at a rather weak being a being that that can't do anything about it that's sort of helpless in the face of an evil something as mm. massive to human life as evil so the question of if if the question of can is answered and this is how i look at it if the question of can is answered then we are looking at a being who can have an explanation as to why he chooses not to do it because then there is a, a scope of wisdom a scope of purpose because if god cannot stop evil then basically it's not he chooses not he just can't like he's helpless in the face of it so then why yes, do that's we... the uh, that's the explanation with some of our atheist friends make that uh, since there is evil everywhere and god is not stopping it so these qualities that is all knowing all powerful all loving they yeah. all just don't fall into place and they put it up as god does not exist yeah so it's it's when i see that because because here's what i would like to say for a christian who sees the work of god in nature 
who sees God revealed in scripture, who en encounters God, has a personal relationship with him and knows him personally. To a Christian, it makes sense to him because he has experience of God's purpose revealed in his life to say that, hey, I do not know his purpose now, but that does not preclude him having any purpose at all. So that's what it makes sense for us Christians to say that. But for a non-believer who even ponders if God exists, to say that he has a purpose, but just because you don't know it, it doesn't mean that he does not have a purpose, would be far much of a stretch to a non-believer. So that is sort of like presupposing God first and then asking about, okay, what does he do with it? it, it we're talking about it. The problem with them is with the existence of God, not with his, his yeah. purpose orientation or how he interacts. It's the question is, does he exist? So for a person who is stuck at that point, it's hard for them to come forward and think. Um, so when we, But then at some point, I feel that uh, they have kept in mind that if God exists, then these are the purposes for which God exists. And now they're not able to see the purpose being accomplished and which leads them to, uh, to make the statement that God does not exist. Right? Yeah. So, so it, it comes on to the point about, uh, they're st like you said, they're stuck at the fundamentals of it. Like they're stuck at the fundamentals mm -hmm. in such a way that yeah. most often when we interact with the people, they're not all philosophers. So if, if you are into philosophy and if you read on philosophy papers and such, you can sort of do a philosophical agreeing for the sake of the argument and consider the point for the sake of argument and then work and see if that fits well or not. But most often when we speak with lay people, they would still get stuck there. Um, now, for the Malayali audience, they might recall the scene from a movie where a person who is in prison is trying to convey to his uh, accomplice that there is a key that he has hidden um, and then tells him that you should collect the key. But if someone asks you, you should say that you don't have the key. Now, I don't recall the dialogue uh, scene by scene as such, uh, but when he tries to explain to him what happens, he gets stuck at the first point. So he keeps on saying, well, I don't have the key. So he says, no, see, you're taking the key, you're hiding it away. And you, you just let in that way. But he says, but I don't have the key. Because he's stuck at the first point. He can't make it through the thought process to reach the second point and third point and hide it and then assume it in that way. So what happens is when they get stuck there, while directing the conversation to, does God have the ability to stop evil is critical. Because like I said, then this is a God who has choice. Because if he cannot stop evil, then he doesn't have choice. So then how can we bring purpose into it? Because he's not choosing to not stop evil and then bring purpose. Yeah. He's just helpless. So that yeah, would actually make much more sense in a practical way. That's why uh, I want to look at the practical approach of this question. Um, because the, the reason, again, the, all of this came to my mind when I was interacting with one of my cousins. And um, so, so I asked him, um, would you demand that you know exactly why your parent does something each time they do it? Or do you have uh, enough evidence and experience to assume and to know and to make it, to draw a conclusion that they would not do that which would harm you, but that they would do that which would bring you good? And he said, it's, it's obvious. I mean, I would be stupid and an idiot to, to, to ponder and question everything that my parents would do. That was his verbatim response. I mean, that's pretty true. Like if you ask any one of us, obviously we we follow and we have full faith in our parents blindly. And uh, since childhood, we see them as our role models and whatever they say, we do it without any reasoning or anything. So, yeah. Yeah. So then what I saw there is that I could draw a connection from the concept of God that I was speaking about that was merely sort of restricted to thought at present. And we hadn't, uh, he was very 
uh, adamant against the resurrection or the the preservation of the new testament uh, message throughout 2000 years so i felt bringing into perspective the real life implication of what his position would imply when he deals with his parents for example it would help mm-hmm. to bring to light something that is to him a mere concept um, yeah and this applies to everyone when we interact with because what would else happen is that it would just remain as a mere dialogue it would just remain as a mere concept because they would only think about it when the next discussion happens or when the next dialogue happens they sort of yes. fail to see the connection it has with our real life and uh, what what we are all equipping the believers to do with with the podcast and with the content that we put out there is to not just to make a simple intellectual dialogue and just drop it there you know not to just do a mic drop say some sentences quote some quotes uh makes a uh, repeat from by heart some argumentation and just drop it there but we actually want you to make a reasonable case for the faith that we have in such a way that the person on the other end would see the truth of the christian world view and would come to see the salvation that has been made available for all mankind by grace through our faith alone so to that end it is very critical that we make sure that we draw a connection between what we say especially for something yes. as dear and as emotional as the problem of evil that we draw a real life connection and show them that the position that we hold makes very much sense not in a pure philosophical context but in a very practical real life context uh, yes, because our main yeah. aim is not to equip our listeners with passive knowledge but with active knowledge exactly because whatever they are learning from us they will be able to relate to their real life situations and uh, see it around us what is happening yeah exactly yeah um that, that's that's a very very relevant point um because like i said you know when you said about how we would interact with the pens and we would sort of like even without even thinking about it we would trust up um is the same point for a christian as well for a christian there is a lot of background knowledge a background information uh, in the backdrop that he has with god it is not a distant concept like deism god is far away hidden off in some part of the cosmos or beyond the cosmos and we just sudden somehow try and figure him out now we have historical presence of god among us in the form of jesus christ of nazareth and we see the historical account of how god loves us through the death on the cross and how god is powerful to bring about a change through the resurrection so we see god actively engaging with our life through his love through his justice through his power a god who is very much concerned with human life and human purpose so with that background information it is very much akin like even before you go into scripture and see uh passages of god responding to us and interact with us as children as we see in paul says and we, we have been called into spirit of sonship and we call him abba father now, even before we go into that we see a god who is actively interested and concerned and so deeply entangled with such mere humans a god so much in love with the mankind to reconcile mankind and redeem mankind so that is the powerful effect of the gospel the uniqueness of the gospel and if we fail to draw that connection from the powerful effect of the gospel the impact it can bring about to the real life of the person like i said it merely gets uh, pushed back and shoved into a corner of mere dialogue and discussion so they fail to see what the gospel can actually bring about and it just it just sort of secludes into a dialogue as well uh, just just a mere dialogue uh, so i hope mm. that the listeners who would who are listening into it uh, down the line 
uh, would actually would want to draw that connection now it's it may not be always possible to draw a connection to the gospel at every point and turn uh, you would have to be sensitive to the context you're talking with find the right point to draw the connection instead of blatantly and mundanely drawing the connection and trying to you know push the gospel into whatever you're saying uh, but be analytical be critical about what you're speaking about uh, be skillful about what you're speaking about and then draw the connection but make sure that when you are making the case that something as critical as you know as emotional as the problem of evil make sure that you show the god of the bible is a god um, i think it was os guinness who said it i may be wrong who said that it is the god of the bible who bears the scars of the problem of evil it is a god who is very much intricately connected with what the human predicament of evil and sin is a god who interacts with it and has dealt with it the consequences of it and the problems with it and what all comes about with it in person and i think that is sort of unparalleled in any other world view um, mm. distant gods abstract forms of gods uh, gods who would not even consider and say do away with all thoughts do away with all desire and deal with it that sort of concepts but it's the christian god who comes to that extent so it's very important that you draw a practical connection to whatever argumentation you draw about yes that's that's very true and uh, i believe that uh, as jacob mentioned that at at, lo- at most of the times you know in our real life when we see different cases and different situations which we go through uh many times we tend to use our uh knowledge in the wrong way and interpret things in the wrong way and jump into wrong conclusions but we should always remember that uh, whatever we conclude and whatever we decide it should always be at par with the bible the book of yes. god because whatever is written there it's the truth and that's how we know that what we are seeing and what we are concluding and what we think is correct is right or wrong right so thank you jacob once again for helping us to understand this question and for answering us this question that uh, can god stop evil and i hope that all of our listeners enjoyed this podcast and they loved uh, listening to us their old hosts as we are back again with a couple of new podcasts after a long break and uh, so that's it from our side oh and, and just uh, just yeah. before we conclude just one note to the listeners again uh, uh, like i mentioned when we talk about can god stop evil when you bring like i mentioned about the cross right now about how we see the love and justice of god when you bring it to the cross you are portraying the gospel at its core like at the core of what the gospel is and then when you go to the resurrection not only are you showing an instance of god's power but then you're looking at a historically verified falsifiable a claim that can be shown to be false you know if it can't be shown false then there is no way for us to know if it is true or not so then you make a connection yes. to the resurrection and that's an easy way for you to take the uh, person into that core of christianity so not just hanging around in the peripheries but getting into the core of christianity so try and draw that connection may they get to know the gospel at its core and that's it that that's that's all what i what i wanted to ask back to you piyush yeah so thank you to all our listeners for your continuous support and uh, you know you guys are the people who 
keep us going and uh, we believe that and we try our best to bring the best content to you continue to support us by your likes shares and uh, subscribes and uh, if you want to support us on patreon you can support and help us in our content creation so that we can be more better and provide you with more better content so that's it from our side and this is jacob and ankit signing off